the wine served on our tables is our own. The olive oil used to season our salads comes from our own olive groves, and the vegetables cooked by our chefs are grown in the vegetable gardens we create on our properties. The words of my guests today, Frederic Bius and Guillaume Fouché, founders of the European collection of hotels, Les Domaines de Fontenil. Hello, I'm Michael Heyman, and you're listening to a special Changemakers collaboration with Mr. and Mrs. Smith, the travel club for hotel lovers. Over the course of this series, we'll be spotlighting some of the world's most innovative, luxurious and sustainable hotels and the partnerships behind them. Speaking of great partnerships, Frederick Guillaume, welcome to Changemakers. Absolute pleasure to meet you and to hear your fabulous story. Do, do introduce the collection to us. Thank you. Thank you for... Uh inviting us today. I'm Frederick, here is Guillaume. Hello. Uh, we've, uh, we've built the collection and, and over the last six years. Today, uh, what we're trying to do is offer one of the nicest independent collection of hotels in Europe. And we want to uh, offer to our clients the best of Europe, meaning the best countries, the best locations, the best settings, the best buildings, the best service, and uh, more than everything, the best experience. Mm. Les Domaines de Fontenay, it would be the adaptation in Europe of uh, South African safaris, for example, where you go from one place to the other. Each of them is different from the other one, except that you will always find the same global uh, idea, image, level of service. Mm. Uh, what we'd want to do is to change the notion and the vision of luxury. We offer places which are sometimes remote, very often in the countryside, with a lot of space, a lot of agriculture, a lot of fresh air. And uh, we always run small hotels of 19, 20, 25 rooms. The maximum is 40 rooms today. And uh, we want to provide the best of luxury, but do it in a very simple and casual way with uh, people and staff smiling and doing the best to please the customers, but doing it in a very simple way. And we want people to leave thinking that they are living in their own country house and they live with a lot of memories and a lot of emotion. This is what mm. we're trying to do. Well, let's, uh, Guillaume, let's come, come to you next. I'm going to ask Frederick about the first in a moment. But Guillaume, before we do that, I mean, you know, it, it does feel, as Frederick has said, that there's something about the vibe. There's something about, you know, even when you go onto the website, you get a sense of this very natural world that you're creating something that feels that there is a real spirit there across those locations something that doesn't feel like you're going to see in every city in every town in every country but something that's very unique when you think of that what's unique to you about the hotels that you've built how, how might you sort of describe it it's uh, yes it's very important for us to have very different places and for my part i'm historian of art and uh, when we um, fell in love with a house we want to respect it and we change it into an hotel, but we want to keep the identity of the house. And it's um, very important for us to respect the, the patrimoine, the French patrimoine, or the Spanish or the Italian one, and to manage to put inside a historical building an hotel with all the accommodation. In this feeling, we are very we focus on the terroir and we focus on what is around the house. We I think we are the only hotel collection who can spend millions of euros to build or to renovate gardens. Mm -hmm. And this is for us the most one of the most important things around the house and in the in the history we also what they, we've look, seen, they look beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. What, what we've seen is that actually we've traveled a lot uh, in our previous businesses. And I was in charge of fashion brands and I traveled so much. 
But you would go to a country uh, and to a hotel and everything would be perfect, except that you would never really know where you're sleeping. And uh, the decoration would be perfect, but there would be absolutely no soul, no emotion. Mm. And what we are trying to do is to build unique places which are charged with soul and emotion. And in order to do that, we refuse to hire uh, international, uh, very well-famous designers because they will deliver a product which is perfect, but which lacks emotion. And so we do it ourselves. And the soul. Yeah, Yeah. and this this is why it is so special. It's that actually the internal design, the interior design, it's made by Guillaume, mm. it's made by, by me, it's made by our team. And we, we would spend hours there and in the stores finding and, and deciding on every piece of decoration or, or equipment. But by doing this, we, we, we build uh, places which are not perfect with a lot of depth and, and problems, etc. But all in all, it's full of us and it's full of the soul and the commitment we've, we've put into the project. And this is what makes these places very different. Right. Now, let's go, let's go back. Let's go back in time because I'm glad you mentioned your, your previous backgrounds as an art historian and, and as a fashion brand leader. And, and I was thinking when I was doing the reading, I was thinking about... Well, what might be the kind of shared passion? What what got you going? And I was thinking um, about that great Latin phrase, you know, in vino veritas, in, in wine there is truth. And it strikes me that wine seems to be a very important part of the, um, of, of the story of your business. I wonder maybe in picking up the early days, your first hotel, I mean, tell us a little bit about what the early vision was. And, and let's start with the wine, because it strikes me that vineyards have got a big part to play in this story. <laughs> yeah, well, we, we, we love wine, but uh, well, we started by loving drinking wine. When when I was managing this company, this fashion brand, we were doing, I, I think, 700 million euros of sales and, and traveling all the time. And Guillaume had an art gallery uh, and doing a lot of fairs worldwide. And at, at a moment uh, in our life, we felt the need to um, sit down a little bit and get back to earth because both of us from, come from families who own uh, land and do a lot of agriculture. And we needed the... Uh, humility of the land and uh, we wanted to buy a vineyard because first of all we love it and second it's a real business so that if we mm. one day we want to change our life then we could become winemaker full-time and we started investigating and we fell in love both at the same time but separately with the same property which at was the, the domain de Fontenay. yes but at the beginning uh, the idea was to find a, a small house with five uh, hectares of uh, wine so it was absolutely not, need, absolutely not a, a huge house like Fontenil. So we fell in love with Fontenil, but it was not a project. Right. And we, we bought the vineyard because it had such a huge potential. It was beautiful in, the, in, in Provence, very close to Aix-en-Provence. The landscapes are amazing. And, and, and we had in the middle of the vineyard, which, we, which was like 20, 20 hectares more or less, we had this beautiful 18th century uh, Bastide, Provence Bastide, and which was great, but it's such a bad shape. And we were only the two of us with our dogs. And actually, it would cost millions to renovate. And the bank said, OK, we will finance you, but you had to do a commercial project. And then we, we, we decided with Guillaume to build the hotel. that to build the hotels. Mm, I mean, and it's interesting because, you know, there's serendipity to this story, isn't there? There's a kind of, you know, you happen to be in the right place at the right time with the right idea. And, you know, a lot of people expect hoteliers to have been to, you know, the catering colleges of Lausanne in Switzerland. They expect them to have been had a lifetime working in a big hotel chain. But I, I have to say, 
most of the people that I've spoke to through this series have become almost like the accidental hoteliers. You know, they're they're possibly entrepreneurs first, they're dreamers, they're creators, they're they're people that probably never even thought they would ever open the doors to a hotel. That's you two guys, isn't it? Yeah, it's exactly this. I think we we fell in the uh, into the uh, the hotel business by accident. We we did the first one by instinct. Actually, we we we, we were not so wrong in the decisions we made. Mm. More or less, it started out very well. But then, okay, you do it for the first one. And then we decided to uh, open four additional ones two years later. And when you do this, I think you realize that hotel is, uh, business is a real business and you need to hire professional mm. people. And this is what we did afterwards. Do you, do you think it gives you something different? The fact that, you've, you know, that, that you haven't come from, I don't know, working for a very large hotel chain and being a general manager at the Dorchester in London or whatever it might be that actually you I mean that you I suppose what is the difference in worldview in outlook in style that that I think you know that, that this sort of different path to this business gives you I think that the most important is that we um, we renovated uh, houses and we create houses not hotel so in fact uh, we have clients but in reality we create houses with a uh, a lot of uh, love and uh, we, we stay during all the work, all the construction uh, time. We are on site and we decide everything. Mm. And this gives a difference because we are not from the hotel industry. And what we want to do is to create the most beautiful house in this place. And this change our relationship with the house, with the rooms, with the clients, etc. Mm. And with the team too. Because a, a, a traditional hotelier would look at the floor plans and we say, I want this to be productive, I want this to be productive, yeah. etc. We don't think like this. We, we just sit down in the house, we spend a lot of weeks there and we say, if I were a client, where would I like to sit? And maybe it will be in a place which was supposed to be productive, but it's not productive. Right. But that, by doing this, actually, we are much more instinct and it's less rules. It's more about instinct. But productive for the soul, I'd imagine, in terms of the experience. Yeah. I mean, it's sort of like, is it also the case? I suppose, you know, you talk about you take houses, but when we now think about the guests, is that does that house become their home? I mean, is that is that also part of this in terms of yes. actually the experience? It's, it's the idea. Uh, I think that people travel, people have seen a lot, people understand perfection, but at the end of the day, they just want to feel good and they want to feel home and they want yeah. their children to feel home. And this is why we always focus on smaller scale hotels, because I, especially post-COVID, which changed everything, we feel that people want to go back to nature, relate to nature, to the environment, to, mm. to, to have a feeling, a sense of space. And, and when they and, stay and somewhere... Connect. Connect, presumably, yeah, as well. Exactly. They want mm. to connect, and they want to connect, actually, with other guests, which is something new now. They want to sit down at common tables and, and speak to the other guests, and they want to feel home like a, a country house. That's interesting. I read that you said about a typical guest is that they're Epicurean, they love good wine, family gatherings, evenings with friends, generous and simple dishes. It, it really does paint a picture in terms of who you're likely to meet there. I mean... Tell us about a typical day. What are the things that stand out for you in terms of those sorts of guest experiences and people that sort of, sort of sit in your mind, I guess? Well, first of all, we want to create a community, a community of guests. Mm. And we want people to understand that when they travel from one house to the other, one hotel to the other, they will find the same kind of experiences that they had experienced in the previous place. Today, 60% of our turnover 
is made by recurrent clients, which is huge in the industry. Normally, it's more or less mm. 10%. 60% every year is done coming back. by yeah. clients who came last year. Now, at the moment, 75% of our customers, they have experienced two places in the collection already. And it's a lot. And we are opening a new hotel on an island out of Brittany two or three months from now. And we already have a huge waiting list from our own client base wanting to experience it. And mm. so it's because they will, they will, you know, they, they can do whatever they want. Mm. But mainly, they will eat very well with the local food, local products, local chef, local taste, which is very important, local staff as well. If they go to Spain, you want to have French waiters, you will have Spanish waiters, and you will eat Spanish paella. But it will be done in a very, very special way, and the, the uh, experience of food will be unique. And I suppose that's right. I mean, that kind of combination of being authentic, but also to have your, your touch over it. You mentioned an interesting thing there, I think, actually, is that I suppose all businesses are subject to, to trends and how people change over time. And of course, you know, we go through certain periods where we want things that are, are very new. And then there are certain times where we want nostalgia and we want to have things that we're familiar with and that we connect to. And when I was when I was growing up, I can remember like my parents liked to, to, to know where they were taking us because they would... They, they, they actually felt a real sense of connection. I mean, we, we talked about the idea of home and actually for the time that you were there in those hotels, there was a real sense of actual, you know, a sense that they did feel very much, much at home in those days. It sounds to me like building a business model where that's very much back in vogue in terms of people wanting to feel a connection, wanting to feel something possibly above and beyond just a transaction to go and stay somewhere, but something that feels more soulful, perhaps, in terms of the experiences that they want to uh, to have while they're with you. Yes. Well, I think that, you know, feeling home has always been there for a lot of people, except that I think we were overwhelmed by all these new places opening everywhere in the world and traveling uh, very far away. COVID uh, had that very good impact on the business, which is that a lot of people re- rediscovered the fact that their own country is extremely fantastic and that Europe is beautiful. And now, actually, I think these people understand that sometimes traveling has a very bad impact on, on, on the global mm. environment and the carbon, etc., etc. We've always said from the start, which was six years ago, that uh, the new luxury is about uh, making sense, making sense in the way you travel, in the way you live, in what you eat, in what you give your children to eat, in the experiences that you, 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 you have. And uh, mm. we've always said that the, the I, the, the biggest luxury would be not to import a tomato by plane from Chile in the middle of winter. It's have a one-star Michelin restaurant where you would eat a tomato which has grown 50 meters from there. Yes. And we've done, we've done that from the start. And so it means that these people who want to feel home, they can take their children to the, uh, to the vegetable garden and they can choose the carrots and then the chef will, will cook the carrots and, uh, and they will have it sometimes in Fontany in the morning the chef will take the children to the, the chicken part and they will choose the egg and they will write the name of the, of the children on the egg and, mm. and the, the child can have it at breakfast. And I think this is the biggest experience of home. Yeah, it's lovely. I mean, and, and you know, you, you've spoken in, in the past about the rise of ecotourism. And, and, and as you said, I mean, you, you've been going at this from the earliest of days, but it does feel that the mindful consumer is a very big deal now in terms of, people that want to make ethical choices with with what they do and also the fact that having lived through a pandemic something is changing in our relationship with 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 the world for, for certainly for many people when you think about the future for the business and actually how you sort of 
hopefully coming to the end of of a pandemic and how that changes the nature of the guest experience the nature of your business what what are the lessons you'll take away from 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 this sort of terrible last couple of years i think people have reassessed uh, their priorities of course the change will not, the, the the world will not change drastically People, you know, at one point I thought that people will stop buying at luxury brands, etc. I don't think that the, the world will change drastically. What has changed is that people have reassessed priorities. They will keep on having the same life they had before. But now, first of all, they understand that cities are great, but um, getting out of the cities on a more regular basis, maybe closer to the city is fantastic. And then traveling to countries which will provide an ecotourism is also important, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that the, the future of tourism is exactly uh, in terms of hospitality, what we have just done in our latest uh, hotel, which is called Domaine de Primar. Primar, it, it's west of Paris. It's 50 minutes away of Paris, very easy to access. Uh, it was the home of the very famous French actress, Catherine Deneuve. Mm. And this, this home is, I think, and we believe the most romantic place around Paris, uh, with, a, with a garden, uh, a magical garden done by uh, Jacques Wirtz uh, with Catherine Deneuve. And it's just an, an amazing place. You can't imagine uh, what is in spring to see the rose, because we have a rose garden, all the roses. It's just amazing. And so is, is, is it nature then? I mean, because obviously Catherine Deneuve, I mean, you know, it is iconic. It, but is it is it more about the, not that she lived there, but the, what she created, perhaps? I think, you know, she, first of all, she lived in a fantastic uh, 18th century house, very noble, which is incredible when you arrive. There's a lot of water. It's and, it's, it's on the water. Mm. Have water yeah. everywhere, and uh, and the garden was made by Jacques Birtz, who who's the one who made the garden around the Louvre Museum and the Tuileries in Paris. It's, I think it's one of the most important landscapers of the 20th century. And so, what she has done, she has chosen every rose in the garden, and we have. 300 species of different roses which really clothe uh, specific okay. ways and times so that every time you come from May to mm. October, you have a rose which is flowering. And it is so smart. And when you arrive there, you feel the sense of history. You feel the history of France. You feel, you feel the poetry of the gardens. And you, we have a, a spa which is uh, uh, done with the, the, the Austrian natural clean care brand, Suzanne Kaufmann, which is the one, one of the leading clean care pro- uh, brand today. And, and Suzanne shares exactly our values. And then you have three restaurants which are all based on local product, organic products, local sourcing, vegetable garden, etc. And I think that this is the future of what people want. Meaning well, well, that's, that... that's a good question. Can I just come in on that? Because yeah. there was something I was thinking about was that, you know, I buy everything that you're saying. Because I, I think that, you know, a lot of the experience of living through a pandemic is that our connection with nature has been reestablished, our understanding the beauty of it. And, you know, just when you were talking about the kind of roses for every season, I, I mean, I, I really do believe that right now that is absolutely on trend what people want to talk about and it's a very specific reaction and an understandable reaction having lived through the sort of period that that we have and also I suppose with other things like climate change and other things at the back of our mind how though do I guess not only hoteliers and homemakers but also advocates for a way of doing things Make make that idea one that is here to stay and not one that is just here for a season. Well, first of all, I think the 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 key is to be uh, 
consistent in the way you will you will address all of these issues. Being responsible, being respectful is not about just uh, eating organic products. It's about the way you will handle your staff, the way you will pay your staff, the way you will promote your staff, the way you will build your constructions, the materials you will use, the energy you will use, and, and the way you will address the clients. I think that you will always have a very strong clientele going to very high-end luxury places, palaces, because it's part of the world. People, A lot of people have a lot of money and they want to show it and they will go there. And you will always have a strong clientele for people who have a little less money and they, they have to be careful and they will go to places which are less expensive. But I think that in between, the pandemic has opened a huge bracket of market, which is this luxury a little more simple, a little less expensive, with more values and more emotion. And, and, and this, and this, this, link this, is, this is this will last. And as Guillaume was saying, uh, linked, linked to nature. And so I think it will last if things are coherent. If people understand that when they go there, it's not only about the the, the experience they will have in two days. It's about relating to a more global set of values they relate to, and they will feel a sense of of pride sharing these values because today i think people understand that what you consume what you buy is it, it defines who you are mm, and this yeah. is what what will last interesting Guillaume, you're going to come in as well yeah sure for for me uh, the question is uh in fact it's a it's a way of life and uh, we are changing our life when we decided to do hotels and we now travel a lot to find new places and to follow the work uh, in the houses we renovate. But today we will not be able to live in town and we will not be able to, to go to palaces and to eat only Michelin star uh, food. We want now uh, simplicity. We want to be connected to nature. We want to see green. We want to see trees. And I think that this feeling is not only for for both of us, it's a, a, a large movement. And what we offer through our different uh, hotels, different houses, you just have to imagine that we have two houses, two fincas, in historica, historical fincas in Menorca. We have more than 3,000 of hectares. We have 300. 300. We have two kilometers of coastline on the Mediterranean. It's just amazing mm. and it's historical building. And it, this kind of experience is very uh, unique because you can't find other places like this in Menorca, in Baleares uh, also. So we are looking for very special places, unique ones, and the experiences we offer in this, uh, these places are, in our opinion, very uh, rare and uh, original and unique. And if I may, sorry, if I may add something... What amazes us is how quick we were able to build very good relationship with the British clients, British clients and Belgium, for example, clients. And I think it's because we understand the way British people relate to the country yeah. and, and, to, and to, the, to the countryside. We understand that countryside can be very trendy. And, uh, and when you look at all these beautiful places and hotels outside of London or, or in Somerset or in the, in the Wales, actually you are able to mix uh, and to have a combination yes. of, uh, of luxury places and countryside and friendliness and cool, etc. And this is amazing. And actually, we've been able to adapt that in France. And I Europe. think that's absolutely right. I mean, r- regrettably, we're, we're running out of time. But the thing I was thinking about was 
you know, a that you know you're as your custodians as 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 well in terms of these sort of beautiful places that you're renovating and and taking uh, out to the market for guests to to enjoy. But there's also something timeless about the the hotel offer. And I was thinking there was a Roman emperor Marcus who wrote who wrote this book called The Good Life, and and a lot of people at the time were very surprised that a lot of the things that he talked about were not about the grandness of you know sort of the the temples or the palaces, but actually there was something very, very soulful about the things he was talking about in terms of simple things enjoyed well, is how I would summarise the, the book. I suppose if there is a timeless quality that, that you know, he might recognise some of the things that you've been saying, let's talk about the future. Last question. What gets you excited about the future for your business and where it's going and where you might take the best the guest experience? So I don't know who'd like to kick us off, but Kion, why don't we go with you and then we'll have the last word for Frederick. Uh, what will be the future for, for Fontenil? So uh, we have a lot of work to do this year, a lot, lot of work. We will open uh, this year one new hotel in a uh, just amazing place and so nice island called uh, Ile Dieu. It's uh, in Vendée, in the south, uh, southwest part of France. It's a total, totally protected area. It's just incredible. It's uh, the island, I think, one of the best place in um, in the Atlantic coast. We have also a project in uh, Chianti, in Toscana. So we start the work uh, next week. It will be 20 rooms hotel. It will be just incredible. After that, we have... And I think, yeah, the, the, the future, it's... Uh opening Europe because mm. people want to travel in Europe and offering the best of Europe. And so we're going to do it in a, in a lot of countries, but with a focus on Italy now and Spain. And the future is also, I think, providing a new kind of well-being hospitality. I think that uh, with Fontenay, we, we redefined uh, hospitality as an experience in Europe, which was something new. People thought about it more as a transaction and sleeping, and we wanted people not to sleep but to, to enjoy a global experience. Mm. So this is what we've done. And now we, we have to go further. People now are very, very sensitive about the, the health and what they eat and how they live and, and, and the body and the well-being. And so we've decided to, uh, to offer and to, uh, to propose to our customers our vision of well-being and hospitality, meaning that we will launch next September a new kind of hotels under the Fontenay brands and uh, we will provide, and I'm sorry because I don't have the English word, which is dietetic, <laughs> meaning that uh, a, a very uh, lean cuisine so that you can lose weight. Dietetic, uh, it's new for me. I'm going to go and look it up. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, uh, uh, we, we, want, we want people now to come to our hotels and tell themselves, I'm going to spend some time. I'm going to have the best of experience. But at the same time, I'm going to eat a lot of uh, vegetables. I will go vegan. I will not eat meat sometimes. And I will, I will go to a restaurant where, I, where I'm sure that I'm going to lose four, five, six pounds in a week because I will have a, a dietary a doctor uh, guiding me through my stay. And uh, every morning I can walk uh, in groups uh, three, four hours in the countryside and rediscover the countryside mm. and take care of my body. And in the afternoon, I will do massage, I will do uh, yoga and, we, and I will do uh, aesthetics, etc., etc. And so we're going to open a place 
where you will find this, the, the experience Amazing. of Fontenay in hospitality, um, but with a well-being side. Right, but not giving up on the wine, I'm, I'm presuming. No, oh, that, that. Absolutely great. Frederick Guillaume, thank you so much for sharing the story there of Les Domaines de Fontenay. And thank you for joining me very much on Changemakers. And that's all we have time for, for this episode with Mr. and Mrs. Smith, the Travel Club for Hotel Lovers. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you thank so you. much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Changemakers with Mr. and Mrs. Smith. And you can find out more about the Smith Hotels collection at mrandmrssmith.com, where listeners to this podcast can enjoy a special £30 discount off any of these extraordinary hotels with the voucher code CHANGEMAKERS. That's the voucher code CHANGEMAKERS for £30 off any Smith hotel. Thanks for joining us. Changemakers is brought to you by the campaign's firm Seven Hills and presented by me, Michael Heyman. Pure Being is the name of our soundtrack and it's written and performed by the brilliant BT Wolf. To find out more, head over to changemakers.works and if you like what you hear, why not give us a rating? 